Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, November 1st, 2021. Have you ever had the experience where you tell somebody something that you know is right, but the person disagrees with you? And not only do they reject what you are saying is true, they don't listen to what you are saying and they do the opposite of what you are telling them to do. Have you ever had that? Maybe if you're a parent, you've felt that way sometimes about a child. Maybe you've felt that way about a friend or, or somebody where you tell them something you know is right, you know it's good, you know it's true, and they don't listen to you, they don't agree with you, and they go on to do exactly the opposite of what you told them to do, and then they suffer for it. Well, if you can imagine that, you, you begin to taste what must be just even a fraction of the frustration that the prophet Jeremiah felt. And you will see the importance that all of us need to listen to God when he is speaking uh, to us and that we need to respond and not ignore God as we consider uh, what we're going to read today in Jeremiah. Today, we're looking specifically at Jeremiah 42 and 43. And if you remember, uh, Jerusalem has now been destroyed. A governor was set up uh, to watch over this region. He was murdered. And now they're trying to figure out what to do next. And they come to Jeremiah and they basically plead to mercy for God. And God uh, responds by speaking through uh, Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, it says in verse 7. And he makes it very clear that they should stay in the land to not be afraid of the king of Babylon and that God will have mercy on them. But if they don't remain in the land, and specifically if they go to Egypt, there will be problems. And more than just problems, that really God is going to track them down there. It says in verse 16, Then the sword that you fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine of which you are afraid shall follow close after you to Egypt, and there you shall die. All the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to live there shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. They shall have no remnant or survivor from the disaster that I will bring upon them. Right? So God speaks pretty clearly in response to them seeking the Lord. But look at just how painful chapter 43 is. In verse 1, it says, When Jeremiah finished speaking to all the people, all these words of the Lord their God, with which the Lord their God had sent him to them, Azariah, the son of Hoshiah, and Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the insolent men said to Jeremiah, you are telling a lie. The Lord our God did not send you to say, do not go to Egypt to live there. But Baruch, the son of Neriah, has set you against us to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they may kill us or take us into exile in Babylon. So Jeremiah speaks the word of the Lord to them. They hear it, but they do not listen to it. In fact, they accuse Jeremiah of lying to them, and they ignore the counsel of God. 
And we're going to continue to see in the upcoming chapters just how futile that is and what a foolish decision that is. But really, I want us to look at this and to see how horrible that is and to check our own hearts and to realize, you know what? I need to make sure that I am listening to God. Now, the prophet Jeremiah isn't going to come and tell you to stay in the land and not to go down to Egypt. That's not what you're going to have to respond to today. But even now, as we go to these other passages, just remind yourself, this is the word of the Lord. This is God speaking to you. Listen to it. Do not disregard this. Sometimes the Bible is going to tell you something that goes against your feelings. Sometimes the Bible is going to tell you something that goes against your desires. Listen to the Bible. Listen to God's word. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your desires. Trust the eternal word of God. Now let's consider that as we uh, turn first to 1 Peter chapter 4, because here we are told uh, some very serious things in this chapter. I mean, uh, language that's pretty much apocalyptic. When we get to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, it says, the end of all things is at hand. Wow. That's a pretty intense statement for the Bible to be making to you today. Uh, And it says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Did you catch that? That's something we need to listen to. Be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of our prayers. And then in verse 8, it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Did you catch that? I mean, lots of times when we think, well, the end of all things is at hand. Man, I better get ready. I better, uh, you know, evangelize, or I better do this, or I better do that. How many times do we think the end of all things is at hand? Therefore, love one another. Even above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Uh, the Bible makes clear the, the end is coming. The end is coming soon. We need to love each other. And that's where we don't always know what's going to come next in life. Uh, But what we need to do is we need to be prepared that no matter what happens, we are going to love each other. It's hard for us to really forecast, you know, what what might come next? There's a lot in this book about persecution. What might come next um, in our own society when it comes to persecution? Well, that's really hard to know for certain right? There's no crystal ball that we can look in and know this is exactly how it's going to happen, or this is exactly what it's going to look like. But what will prepare us for whatever it looks like is loving one another. And I love how it even points out love covers a multitude of sins, that even as a community of believers, we are still working through our own sanctification. And that means we all have sin in our life that we need to deal with. And unless we're willing to be forgiving to one another as an expression of love, it's not going to work out. And we will not survive persecution because we'll be too busy being angry at each other instead of loving each other. So even there, are you going to listen to God or not? And you think about the people in your small group or the people in your church. Are you going to love them or not? God has commanded you to, even above all, love one another earnestly. Are we going to take God at his word and listen to him? Or when you're offended next, are you going to not forgive? Because that's what you feel like doing. 
Or are you going to not listen to your desires as much as you are going to listen to God? And then we're reminded, even as we've talked about persecution, verse 12 helps. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If we are persecuted or experience trials for following Christ, we are just following in his footsteps. So as we do, let's make sure that we are listening to God. In our next passage, we're going to see again, God not really being listened to. And that's going to be John chapter six, verses 41 through 59. And right there we see from our last reading, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. And we're going to see people are not responding to that like they should. The beginning of this passage, John 6, 41 says, so the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say I have come down from heaven? So they are not responding saying, yes, you are the Messiah. Look at the miracle that you just did. How could you not be the Messiah? Yes, you are the bread from heaven. Instead, they're saying, what? How does this guy get away with saying that? We know this guy. How does he get away with saying he came down from heaven? And so just as we consider that, let's make sure that we are responding to what Jesus has said. And really, we get down to verse 51, and he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And now they're, what? What are you talking about? They say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. So even as we consider those things, again, we know that Jesus is speaking somewhat metaphorically here. Uh, We are not cannibals as Christians, and we shouldn't twist this to make it think that communion somehow magically turns the elements into the real body and the real blood of Christ. But clearly he is speaking of the sacrificial death that he will make. And unless we really accept that, unless we really consume that really for ourselves, we have no hope. It is through his flesh through his sacrificial death, through the shedding of his blood, that we have life. We have to remember that without Christ, we have nothing. And without Christ's sacrificial death, we have nothing. Have you listened to God and come to see that? Have you listened to God and realized, I've got nothing. I need a substitute. I need the flesh and the blood of of Jesus Christ, his sacrificial death for me, if I'm going to have any hope. That's an important reminder from John 6 today. And may we rejoice in that, that we can rejoice that because if we have put in our, our faith in Christ and his sacrifice on our behalf, 
we will be raised up on the last day. And as we saw yesterday, nothing is going to stop that. All that belong to Christ will be raised up on the last day. What an encouraging thing that is. Finally, today we look at Psalm 119 and verses 129 to 136. And we've been making our way through. We're getting onto the last page of Psalm 119 in my Bible. I love Psalm 119 and going through it. It is so rich. And some of the themes you'll see kind of repeat themselves, but they are worth repeating as we think about the value of God's word in our lives. And even as we think about the importance kind of of our theme today of listening to God, Consider verse 130, which says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. I love that phrase, the unfolding of your words. It gets a sense of more than just reading God's words, but really thinking about them, unfolding them, thinking about what they mean. Right? I think of both preaching, good expository preaching, and also personal Bible study, right? or just even meditation on the word of God, that when we do those things, we listen to preaching and we see God's word get unfolded by somebody who has studied the passage, or as we study a passage on our own, or even just meditate on it and chew on it in our minds, the unfolding of God's word gives light and really will help us grow in understanding and grow in wisdom. So, I hope that motivates us even more to listen to God and to seek that unfolding of his word. And it even gives us a desire so strong that we can say with the next verse, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments, right? Think of some of the dogs we had growing up and sometimes they would just sit there and, you know, with their mouth open, their tongue hanging out, you know, panting, right? Are we like that for God's word? I hope we are, that we listen to him and that we remember the unfolding of those words, it gives life and light. So let's listen up and let's listen to God and make sure we're not ignoring what he is saying to us through his word. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.